Hello, I'm Andrew Johnson, and we are continuing in this series about the promises of God. Now, if you want to check out or revisit any of those sermons, go to neartownchurch.org or catch them here on our YouTube channel. Last week, Pastor Russell covered a huge promise. Through Jesus Christ, salvation is made available to everyone who will repent of sin and turn to God. Christ's gift of salvation is everything to us. But Jesus died, he rose from the dead, and then he ascended into heaven. He's gone. Should we freak out? No. See, the promise we're looking at this week is the promise he gave before he died to send the Holy Spirit. Because of the Holy Spirit, we have his presence, peace, and power. This promise packs a powerful punch with a capital P. So hang tight because we are flying today. Now, the first of these is his presence. In John 14, 16, Jesus tells us that the Father will give us the helper to be with us forever. In verse 17, he says that he will dwell with us and in us. In John 14, verse 20, 21, and 23, Jesus does this cool thing where he makes it clear that he, Jesus, has come to us through the Holy Spirit, that he will be in us, that Jesus has manifested himself entirely to us, and that he and the Father will make their home with us through the Holy Spirit. This is God in us. Those promises from the book of Genesis and Isaiah about God sending himself to us and with us have not only come through, come true through Jesus' arrival on earth, but forever through the Holy Spirit. This Holy Spirit, as clearly as Jesus can make it to us, is co-eternal and co-equal with the Father and the Son. The Holy Spirit is God, a person of equal divinity as a part of the Trinity. This is why a promise of eternal presence in us can occur because God is with us and in us forever. Not only do we get his presence with us and in us, but the Holy Spirit will keep Jesus' words to us present as well. In 1426, the Holy Spirit promises us that he will teach us things that Jesus has said and bring to mind all of those words as well. So this is way better than a tape recorder or a Rolodex, if you're older like me, or a podcast or a vlog, if you're younger like me, because the Holy Spirit will pre be present with us and bring those words of Jesus to our minds in the moments where we need them. The more I pour over what it might mean to have the Holy Spirit and his words with us and in us, I continue to unearth layers that move me like this. There is never a moment that the Holy Spirit is not with us. Whether I am teaching my kids, I'm talking with my wife, I'm out walking with friends, I'm sleeping, waking, working, it, it doesn't matter. The context, the Holy Spirit is with me. Now, I would even go as far as to say that the Holy Spirit is a direct fulfillment of the Shema, this passage in Deuteronomy 6 where God calls Israel to have his words in them in the exact same circumstances that I just listed. It's incredible. Of all the words that Jesus has said, he mentions that the Holy Spirit will bring peace. So let me start again at 1426 and read through 27. 
the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. This peace, the Holy Spirit, Jesus leaves as a gift. It isn't conditional, it isn't merited as the world gives, but is in fact part and parcel with who we are in him. It's his gift that he leaves, as Paul says in Ephesians 1, as a seal, a guarantee of his inheritance to all of his children. Now, with the Holy Spirit, we can actively experience the peace of Jesus Christ in all of life. Jesus isn't gone, but he is here with us and in us. We can breathe and live as we are called. The hurricanes are coming. The peace of the Holy Spirit is with us. We can breathe and live as we are called. The coronavirus is wrecking families and schools and the economy. The peace of the Holy Spirit is with us. We can breathe and live as we are called. Racism is out of control and I'm afraid for my life and my friends' lives. The peace of the Holy Spirit is with us. We can breathe and live as we are called. My candidate might lose in this next presidential election and the country is going to go down in flames as a result. The peace of the Holy Spirit is with us. We can breathe and live as we are called. The Holy Spirit isn't a force, but he's a person that is with us and in us. And that peace that we need is available through him every day and in every moment. Now, to recap, the Holy Spirit brings his divine presence. The Holy Spirit brings his divine peace, but he also brings us his power. When we say that the Holy Spirit will come to us with power, we must hold the words of Ben Parker from Spider-Man and Wayne Coyne from the Flaming Lips in our minds. With great power comes great responsibility. So, what would you do with all your power. See, we cannot divorce power from purpose here. The power from the Holy Spirit is this, to live out our identity as God's children who bring him glory and invite others to know that glory as well. You can see this in chapter 14, verses 15, as well as 14, verses 21. Let me read that. It starts off, this whole section on the Holy Spirit starts off by saying, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. In verse 21, it says, whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. You can see from these verses that this promised Holy Spirit that is coming to us is actually going to enable us to live the lives that we were made to live, not just for ourselves, but for the world at large. When it says things like giving us the power to obey him, to love him equals obedience, this is not a morality clause. This is not, here are your 12 rules that you need to follow. The Holy Spirit actually has been given to us in power so that we can live into the holiness that God has made us for. The power that the Holy Spirit brings 
allows us to live as we are called, as his children. And that is one of the best gifts that we have. It's now not up to your power or your memory to follow through, but God has given us his Holy Spirit to be able to live as we are called. Now, the second aspect of God's power given to us is so that we can bring him glory and bring others into that glory. We see that in chapter 15, verses 26 and 27. It reads, But when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. And you will also bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. Jesus continues in chapter 16, verses 14 to 15, one talking about the Holy Spirit. He says, he will glorify me for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the father has is mine. Therefore, I said, he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The Holy Spirit has come so that he will glorify Jesus. The Holy Spirit has come in power to call us to reflect those things that he is doing. So we, in like fashion, necessarily are in the business of bringing God glory and bringing others. We are bearing witnesses about who Jesus is. We are bearing witnesses to others about God's glory. That's why I say that purpose or power and purpose must be tied together. We have been given the power through the Holy Spirit so that we may live as we are called to bring God glory and to bring others into that glory. Now, we have been given through the Holy Spirit his presence, his peace, and his power. I want to take a moment and talk to people who might be tuning in and listening to this sermon and saying, I'm not a Christian, but I liked some of those things. I'm just going to chase after those things. And, and I want to let you know, just like Pastor Russell talked about last week, you cannot have salvation without coming to Christ in repentance. We cannot have God's presence, his peace, or his power apart from him. So desire God, run to God. Seek his face. If you are hearing this and saying, I want God's presence in my life, I need to know his peace, would love his power so that I feel I could live a whole life, not a, a broken one as I feel I am. Come to Jesus in repentance. He has promised the Holy Spirit to those who have come to him and become his children. If you have questions about that, please uh, fill out that connect card. And uh, text 9400, 94,000, 94,000, and fill that out. And we want to be able to help walk you through what a relationship with Christ looks like. Now, if you are a believer and you say, I know that I have come to Christ. I, I, I know in my head that I have his presence and his peace and his power. <sighs> but I forget. I don't feel like I'm very connected. Frankly, I, I feel like I'm distanced. Then here are some suggestions that I have for you. Brother Lawrence wrote a book called Practicing the Presence of God, and I'm going to use the word practice today 
uh, not just because it's a P word and I have littered this sermon with the letter P in funny ways, but because I want us to almost feel like we have been given the Holy Spirit and we need to practice his presence daily. It is a spiritual discipline. We want to lean into him. And so today you're not getting a formula. There is not just one way to come to the Holy Spirit. And if you just accomplish this one thing, then everything will be made whole. You are not allowed to tell your wife that you love her once and then say, we're good for the rest of marriage. I took care of that. Check that box. It's not how that works. We need to be in his presence and practice his presence frequently. And so here are some suggestions that I have for you. If you would like to experience that peace of life with Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit, spend some time in prayer. Pray. Go to God and ask to hear from him. Pray the things that he brings to mind. If you have something that pops into your head that you've never thought before and say, wow, I never thought to pray to God about this, feel free in that. Talk to him about that. Two, don't just pray alone. Pray with others. Seek brothers and sisters who are in Christ that you can pray aloud with. I know this is going to feel weird, and if you've never done this before, this might actually feel cumbersome. But trust the peace of Christ through the Holy Spirit that he will be speaking through your brothers and sisters and through you as you spend time praying together. Praise God. Praise him for who he is. Praise him for what he's done. Get in his presence and familiarize yourself with his voice. Third, get into God's word. If we have a promise that Jesus' words will be brought to our mind, I think it makes sense that we pour over his words, that we meditate on them, that we are frequent in God's word so that when something does come up, the Holy Spirit brings that to mind where you find yourself saying, I just read that. This is crazy. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you through God's words. I've only suggested praying. I've only suggested praying with others. And I've only suggested reading in God's word. But being in God's presence, something that you can practice is not just for a beginning of the day thing where you check out the rest of the day. I'm encouraging you to practice it so that you can see that the Holy Spirit is with you every single moment of every day, that he is with you, that he is in you, and that the promise of God for the Holy Spirit to come and make a difference in your life so that you may live to his glory and bring others to that glory as well is possible. 